How are we? We good? Yeah. Oh, come on. It's cooling's on. It's balmy outside. It's finally not 16 degrees in Melbourne in summer. Thank you, Jesus. So are we good? Yeah. Yes. All right. All right. Well, this is a real privilege for me again. It's been six weeks, I think, since the last time I uh, turned up and had a crack at it. So they asked me back, so it must have been all right. As I shared last time, I really love the Bible characters, right? I love them because they can just help you. They can actually encourage you. So many preaching that we hear now is a little bit sea captain-y for me. Aye, 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 aye. Well, good on you, mate. That's great. Talk about Jesus. Talk about the gospel. Talk about those that can inspire the rest of us. That's what I'm after. So if I drip into a little bit of sea captain-y, just do this to me and I'll stop, all right? Because it's not about me, all right? It's not about me. It's about what God can do in our lives and what God can do uh, in this building and what God's going to do in this community and more importantly what he's going to do on this awesome country of ours which has got issues. Too many issues. Too many fires for starters. We need to get the fires out of the bush and into us instead. How about we try that? Yes? What do you reckon, Dan? Church has got to change. That used to be our moniker. We still should have it. Because it hasn't yet. Oh. Ooh. What do you mean, Warwick? It's not about coffee machines and air conditioning, but thank you, Lord, for double espressos. <laughs> Within the next four weeks, thank you for blessing over that awesome man and great workers that do it quickly and free them up to come here. The church has got to change. And we've got to change so the church can change. Because it's not about putting facades up. I love what Stuart shared a couple of weeks ago. What do we come to church for? Do we come for a show? Well, I'll be honest. If we're coming for a show, I'll probably stay home and watch Netflix. All right? Because <gasps> that's not what I come to church for. If you're coming to church to get filled up, absolutely. But don't run dry till Sunday. Keep topping up during the week. Ooh. Because you never know what the fuel prices are going to go up, like I experienced yesterday. Dollar seventy-eight a litre. I said, "Thank you, Jesus. I'm not paying that." I drove down the road, dollar thirty-six. Thank you, Jesus. I'll pay that. It's far more palatable. But I prayed about it. I'm not paying a dollar seventy-eight. I'm paying a dollar thirty-six. To be fair, I paid a dollar fifty-four. Put premium in the car. Just wanted to give it a bit of a Christmas blessing. It was still cheaper. But the reason I'm talking a little about this is because I want to talk about two Bible characters. I talked about Elijah last time, one of my favourites, legend, okay, tore the stuff up. Even though he hid in the cave, but he came out of the cave. That's important. Don't stay in the cave. The two I want to talk about today, the first one is three blokes who've got names that get a lot of nicknames and have the mickey taken out of them. And I'm sure they don't appreciate it. So I'll call them by their real names to the best of my ability. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Not at Bendigo. I'm sure he didn't want to live there. Even though it's a lovely place full of churches. But I love these three guys because they're living in a time with King Nebuchadnezzar. What a cool name that is. Can you imagine if someone named their kid Nebuchadnezzar these days? I'd love to see teachers try and spell it and say it. Nebuchadnezzar, are you in? Yes, sir. 
all these other weird names. Let's bring back some of the weird Bible names. That'll make it entertaining for the teachers, my brother and sister included. But I love these three guys because King Nebuchadnezzar had a bit of, it was a bit of a hothead, a bit of a hothead, and he used to drift in and out based on influence. And there was obviously a group of people that weren't very happy with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego because they wouldn't do what they were doing, which was bow down to idols, bow down to things that they shouldn't bow down to. They stuck fat with believing in God and praying to God. And these blokes didn't really like that, so they thought they'd cause some trouble. So they went to the king and they said, we're not happy about this. These three blokes aren't worshipping you and they're not worshipping the gold idol. They're not worshipping anything. We have to punish them. We have to set a standard. We have to chuck them in an oven. And anyone else that does it. And these three blokes go, we don't care what you want, mate. This is how it is. We believe in God. And a lot of the messages I want to talk about today is around faith and around prayer. I don't know about you, but I would want to make sure that I've got God on my side if I'm threatened to be put into an oven. I might taste delicious. I might look like a perfect ham for someone. Cook up nicely like they did on TV last night with a lovely fruit glaze. I don't know. But I don't want to go in an oven. I'm not interested. And I'm tipping those three blokes weren't interested either. But did they relent? No, they did not. So the angry king got his blokes to fire up the oven, not just let's get it on 180 degrees. Let's crank that bad boy up seven times. Let's cook people to a crisp. It says in the Bible that that thing was so hot that the poor blokes that had to chuck the three blokes in the oven went <laughs> Elijah style. We're once here. Now there's a black hole where they once stood. Can you imagine? Imagine having the faith and praying to God and having the confidence to know I'm just about to go into the oven. And it says in my Bible that when they threw in, they landed and they were face down. And then they looked up and they stood up. And the water fell down. No, that's not what happened. Not one hair on their body burned. Not one. I burnt more hair getting the chips out of the oven. I shouldn't be eating. But that's a different story. And then it says in my Bible that the king was getting very upset that he had actually thought he was having delusions because he didn't see three people in the oven. He saw four people in the oven. Let's just think about that for a second. Guys get gone when they open the door so no one else can get in. The three boys go in, they stand up and there's a fourth person standing there. Hello? Is anyone else amazed by that? I'm amazed by it. Then in verse 3, it says they started singing God's Great Dance Floor. <laughs> and the fourth man said, in 2,000 years' time, there's going to be a guy that keeps hammering it to sing it in their church, and they will resist him. But he will continue to pray that the song is played once more. Four. That is amazing. So they drag him out, and then King Nebuchadnezzar goes, <laughs> I don't know what happened here, I think I got it wrong. I think my gods are useless. I'm tipping we should back yours, because clearly he was in there with you, standing right beside him. Do you feel like God stands beside you? Do you feel like it? He does, but you might not feel like it, but that's okay, we'll move on. A couple of chaplains later, 
The kings at the time were deals, let's be honest. Nebuchadnezzar, deal, listen to people, influence them. This next one comes in, King Darius. And Daniel's been hanging around. I love Daniel. Same thing. Praying to God. Praying to God. Giving it all to God. Again, some people get upset. Hang on, King. They're not praying to you. They're not praying to the idols. Now, clearly they didn't have playback because if they went two chapters back, they would have realised what happened with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Abednego. See, I say Bendigo all the time. It's terrible. <laughs> Clueless. Now, there could have been a gap, let's be honest. It's only two pages in my Bible, but it could have been however long. I'll ask Dad lunch. But there's a new king in town. Same thing. Idiots come in. Oh, we're not happy. We're not happy. You're sensing a trend here. See, what happens sometimes is church forgets a little bit about the Old Testament, except when they want to use it against someone else about quotes and things like that. We've seen a little bit of that about a stupid rugby league player and a rugby union player in the press, where he wants to pick out bits just to disrupt. Wrong. Sorry. You can play football, mate, but stop talking. You've had too many hits to the head. But it's in the Bible. So, is it bringing life? Is it changing church? Is it bringing others that feel ostracised into, back into church? Oops. Sorry. Where's your faith at? Where's your prayer life at? Because it'd want to be like Daniel's. Because when these idiots came to the king and they did exactly the same thing as happened to the other guys, the king was a little bit smarter because he actually said, well, hang on a minute, Daniel hasn't done anything wrong. He's perfect. Sound familiar? Hmm. Guy turns up a few thousand years later, same thing. What do I want to kill this bloke for? Done nothing wrong. Wasn't part of the crowd. They said, if you don't do what we say we want you to do, we're going to feed you to the lions. Pretty nasty. Once again, the lions would be happy to see someone of my shape. <laughs> Bring him in. First in, best dressed. And this is what I love about Daniel. I love this. This is all in chapter 6, by the way, so you know I'm not making it up. Read your Bible. It says that the first thing he did when he said, I'm not bound down, he went back to his room, he opened up the windows and started praying. I don't know about you, but if someone tells you not to do anything, it might be best to, I'll just keep it under a little bushel, I'll just go and hide in the closet, I just, I just, I just don't tell anyone about it because I don't want to get in trouble with God, I'm still on your side, but I just don't want to show anybody because I'm not really keen to become a toothpicker to a lion. Opened up the window, started praying, bring it on. I can only imagine the faith and based on the prayers that that man was doing to have the confidence to open up the windows and start praying and go, have a look. You know what you can do with your idols? I'm not interested. So, of course, they get him, they see him, they drag him, they say, right, you're going into the lion's den. I don't know how many was in there. Let's say 10, 5, 12, doesn't matter. It's lions. You don't want to mess with one, let alone many. And they throw him in there. And even the king, Darius, was actually, I'm not happy about this says that he couldn't sleep, says that he fasted because he thought, what are we doing throwing a good man who's done nothing wrong into the lion's den where we throw people who have done bad things? Sound familiar? And my Bible says that God shut their mouths and that someone else turned up just to keep an eye on him in a sealed room. 
It says in the Bible, they seal the rock behind him. Can't get in. Lion eating time. Can you imagine? I can't wait to ask him when I see him, what did you do? Was there a ball in there or something? Did you play around with him? You know, did you give a hug? Did you wrestle? What did you do? You ride around, had to kill time. What did you do? Except the pat. They're anything like my cat, they don't stay still. And then they open it up. And this is the best part of the story. So King Darius goes, that's it, you idiots. Can you not see that the God of Daniel is the God that we should be following? Have you not checked the books from two chapters ago where Nebuchadnezzar did the same thing? You idiot. We're back in God in. Because look what's happened. And then it says in those later verses that the king grabbed those wonderful men and their families and anyone that was associated with them. And if I was associated with any of them, I would have been running. Because it said that they ended up in mealtime. I'm sure the angel's going, don't worry guys, the feast is coming. Just calm down. Just keep an eye on Daniel. Wait till you see what's coming. So the reason I'm sharing these two stories, it flows on a little bit to what we've already sort of experienced today with the songs that we sing, with what Georgia shared in the sense of faith and prayer. Are we praying enough? Probably not. How's our faith? Don't know. None of my business, it's your business with, your, with God. But if you want church to change and if you want the community to change, if you want to see revival come back into this country, if you want to see the things that we're praying for come to pass, then we've got to lift. And we can use the examples of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and Daniel to go, what do I need to get to God to have the faith and have the belief to know whenever you throw anything against me, I can take it on the same way they took it on. We're lucky. We're not going to get chucked to lions. We're not going to get chucked in an oven. Might feel like it though, when you wake up in the morning. Might feel like it. But think of the stories. Who was in there with them? God was with them. The same God that was with them way back then is the same God that's with us now. And the other benefit we've got is that we've got Jesus Christ and we've also got the Holy Spirit who's come as backup to what they would have had way back then. We're three pronged. They're one. Look what they did. What are we doing? What do they think when they're looking down? Come on. You stare that thing in the eyes and you make a stand. You go, I'm not moving. I will not move. I will not shake. Bring it. Daniel style. Careful what you pray for though. You want to make sure you're ready at Daniel style. Because if you're not, I heard a little bit. Come on church. I'm sick of turning on the news and watching the world implode on itself in stupidity, lives hurting, lives lost. My view is we've got to pray more. We've got to pray like those three blokes prayed. We've got to pray like Daniel prayed. We've got to build our faith because when we pray, it builds faith and when we've got faith, we pray more because we want more of what we've got. Do you get that? Come on. We should be the light in the darkness in our workplace. We are the light in the darkness in those supermarkets. We are the light in the darkness in those schools. We are. But if we're turned off, then no one's seeing us. And no one's coming here to experience double espressos in four weeks' time. Come on. 
Church has to change so people will check it out. Because if it's just the same, then no one will come. I want to start seeing miracles. I pray about that sort of stuff all the time. And it doesn't mean people's you know, limbs growing back or it doesn't mean people getting up and walking out of wheelchairs, although that would be amazing and I have seen that and I'd love to see it again because I know that that's what's going to bring people back in here, not about how I play the drums on a Sunday, even though I enjoy it immensely. But it's not about that. It's about life-changing stuff. And if you need a reality check, just walk out the street for a while. Sit on a park bench and watch them walk past. They're all waiting for someone to say something. I had the privilege, uh, from a school perspective, uh, work perspective, we helped out of the Variety Children's Christmas Party this week. Very hard for me, in the secular environment, to stand there and watch all these families. Doing it tough. But the joy on their faces to take one hour or two hours out of their day, to be energised and have fun. That should be here. It is here. And come on, four and a half thousand people in one building for four hours this week all need Jesus. All need us to shine. All need us to help. All need us to pray. You see, the challenge with churches, and it's always been like this, and it will continue to be like this, we always ask, what you, how can you serve today? Can you help? Jimmy did it today. Can we get seven guys to help at the, the ladies' function? Can we get someone to help in children's church? Can we get someone to help on the music team? Can we get someone to help at this? Can we get someone to help at that? We all can't do everything, but the one thing we all can do is pray. Do you pray every day about church? Do you pray every day about the families in the church? Do you pray about your community? Do you pray for those people to come to do those roles that you know you don't want to do or you don't feel comfortable doing, that God will bring them in here? Come on. That's what we've got to think about. That's the new year. That's what George is talking about. Let's just try and lift again because there's been stuff thrown at this church the last 12 months and there's been stuff thrown at in the last two weeks. But you know what? God's still standing. It's not about individuals. Doesn't matter. If you're not on the bus, ship off. Bye now. Don't chase them. Say bye. And thank God for the next one that's coming in. Sorry, it's a bit harsh. But I feel like sometimes we've just got to lift the stand a little bit. We've got to get back to those lifestyles where we, where men and women of God, and it's littered in the Old Testament, stories of God's amazing Amazing blessings and protection. And sometimes the Holy Spirit's probably sitting on the couch going, well, he might ask me to do something today. He's ready 24-7. And if you go, well, what do I pray about? Well, I'll tell you the first thing you can pray about. If you have to go to the God-forsaken place called Chadston, half an hour before you leave, pray for a car park. Don't rock up at Chadston and go, there's no car parks. That's right, there's no car parks. So if you have to go there, give God at least half an hour warning. Give him an hour. Thank you, Lord, for that car park. Oh, Warwick, that's, that's a little bit low for God. Well, at least you're talking to him. 
<gasps> Come on. Are we talking? Or are we just getting through life and rocking up on Sunday? And like Stuart shared last week, we're hoping that we get filled up. But depending on what your journey is, the tank can get low real quick. So you need to be able to fill it up at other bowsers, not just this one. You still with me? Are we all right? Come on. Church has got to change. For the sake of those in this community and for the sake of those in this country and for the sake of those things in the world. Because you know what? I want to hear stories about here that Stuart shared two weeks ago about what's happened over in those other joints. That's wonderful what's happening over in those other places, but why isn't it happening here? I want that stuff on the news. I don't want to hear about what we can't do. I want people to see what we are doing and what we do do for our community. Because we do a lot. You're all great people. I love coming to this church. I love hearing you worship. I love the privilege I've got to stand up here. Could be the last time, so I'll enjoy it. Might be some emails to Robin Christie. That Warwick guy says, Come on. When you're in this place, this should be the safest place you come to. If you feel like you need to say something to someone, say, I want to pray for you. That's it. Don't tell them how to do stuff. Don't tell them how I would do it. How are you going? Do you need prayer? Oh. But I've got some very strong thoughts. That's okay. Leave them at the door. God's house, not yours. Make it a place where people want to come because they feel like someone cares for me, someone's investing in me, someone loves me. They're not telling me what to do. There's enough people out there doing that. Encouragement. That's what church is. Over a double espresso. In Jesus' name. <laughs> I'm listening to a song at the moment. I like to listen to songs. The music team sometimes questions my song choices, like God's Red Dance Floor, but we still claim it in Jesus' name. <laughs> but the power of music and the power of songs is something that's very much within my life, with my beautiful wife, with her music. We have music going all the time. But the power of music cannot be questioned. So here's the next challenge. After you've prayed half an hour before you go to Chadston for a car park, find a song that you like and put it on. The one that I'm listening at the moment, where is it? In Jesus' Name, it's called, by Darlene Check. She sings it. Some other bloke wrote it. Someone will correct me. But I put that thing on. It goes for nine minutes. It's epic. But most songs these days do. We're all about anthems, apparently, these days. But the difference with this thing is about the words. Because the words and the music and the thing get me excited. It brings me joy. It gets my faith excited. It gets me starting to pray because of what the words say. And I wanted to share it with you. So put her in the Google or on the YouTube. In Jesus' name. And pick the Darlene one. And crank that bad boy up in your car, in your office, wherever it is. But listen to the words. It starts off with, God is fighting for us. God is on our side. He has overcome. Yes, he has overcome. 
We will not be shaken. We will not be moved. Fair chance, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were singing something like that. Are you singing something like that? It goes into something else. God is fighting for us, pushing back the darkness, lighting up the kingdom. That cannot be shaken. In the name of Jesus, enemies defeated, and we will shout it out, shout it out. Are you shouting out? Are you opening up your windows, Daniel style, and praying so the neighbours can hear you? Are you praying at your desk for sales? I've done that. People look at you, what on earth are you doing? I need sales. I've done everything I can, and these lunatics aren't signing the paperwork I've given to them, so I need God to do it. Come on. Let's get the Holy Spirit off the couch, everybody. Let's get him working. He's working for someone else. Might as well work for you. The next part of this song. I will live, I will not die. The resurrection power of Christ alive in me and I am free in Jesus' name. You free? Absolutely you are. So act like it. Come on. Are you walking in there, chest puffed out? Not arrogantly, confidently. It does not matter what you throw at me today, devil, you filthy animal. I stand. I don't care, co-worker, if you're trying to white-amp me with my bosses, you'll be exposed and thrown into the lion's den. Believe it. And if you're unsure, read Daniel 6. It'll stir you up. And if you're still unsure, find a song. Put it on. And if you're still unsure, pray. We try and make church so complicated. Rules, rules, rules. It's two rules. Love Jesus first. Love your neighbour. That's it. Oh, but Warwick, I'm pretty clear there's a lot of stuff in the Bible that talks about a lot of other things. Well, I'll tell you what. If you can know those first two, then come talk to me. Because I haven't. And I haven't met anyone who has. And if someone says, well, <laughs> I have, well, let me jump in a car with you on the Monash and let's just see how much you love your neighbour. Anyone? You can come with me tomorrow. Live the dream. No. God bless you. If you drive a Camry, I will pray for you. <laughs> I have tried to change my language. My wife helps me. I have bruises on my left arm and I'm ready to let rip. I'm now trying to say thank you, Jesus, for that person in that car. May the fire of God hit their seat in Jesus' name. May they lift their eyes from the dash to see it is 80, not 40. May they please, in heaven's name, get out of the right-hand lane and stay in the left if they're happy to just cruise. Come on. It's not that hard, is it? Love your neighbour. He couldn't have asked us to do anything flipping harder. It's not easy. I get it. Of course. 
but that's what he wants. So pretty straightforward. We'll do the best we can. Will we fall short? Absolutely. Probably at 7.50am tomorrow. Thank you, Jesus, in advance for a trade-free day. <laughs> but that's what we've got to believe in. Faith, prayer to Jesus, to give it to him, to get the Holy Spirit busy, to create an environment where people are going to be rushing into the door, where people are going to be, can't wait to get and find a seat in this building because they're waiting with anticipation of the stories that are going to happen in your life, what's going to happen in my life, what's going to happen in their life, what's happening in their community's life, and they go, I had no idea this was going on. That's what I want. Does anyone else want it? Or are you just hell-bent on coffee? You can have both. So I'm on board with Georgia. I'm not allowed to allow circumstances to go, 100 grand in Frankston. <laughs> I'll be dreaming. Not my God. God knows every bank account detail on the planet. But if I'm praying for it, and you're praying for it, and God says, hey, I know it's not much, but I need you to give 10 bucks today over and above. Okay. And I give that person gets 10 bucks over and above, and then the next person does. It's not about how much you can give, it's about giving. Because God can take it and use it. He's looking for the big red ticker inside to... Are you listening? Are you listening? And if you're unsure, because there's days that I'm unsure... The thing that drives my wife and I more batty than anything else is leaving the house going and getting in the car going, did I lock the door? Or when I get to Chadson, I walk away from the car, did I lock the door? I ask the Holy Spirit now, three or four times, just to make sure. And then in faith, I walk away from the car. Praying for it, dear Lord, if I haven't, please don't let anyone touch it. And most of the time, all of the time I get back and it's locked. But that's how you grow your faith. It's like, a, it's like Pantene. Does anyone remember Pantene? The shampoo? Don't know if it's still around. I know Decoray's not around. That's because they had a terrible advertising campaign. It won't happen overnight, but it will happen. But it'll only happen if you practice. When I say practice, practice your faith. Ask God questions. Listen for that still, small voice. I've asked him many times, is there any danger you can talk to me in a normal voice so I can hear it? No. Because he wants me to be attuned to what he's going to say. And if you have to start off small, start off small. Let it be a car park this week. Let it be walking away from your front door. Whatever. Start. And then your faith will rise. You go, I know what it sounds like now. I'm going to ask you for something else. What's that? You want me to go and pray for that person in the lunchroom? I'm not sure about that. Do it. I know it's coming for me this week. Don't worry. Because it has all the time. The last time I preached, it all happened. The last time I shared offering word, I lost my job. But what happened now? I've got a new job. Come on. This is not an easy ride, everybody. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Last time I checked, we're not populating heaven anywhere near as fast as the other joints getting populated. Ooh. Come on. When in doubt, 
find one of those biblical characters. They lived it. They've done it. They're up there celebrating it. They're probably comparing notes. I don't know what they're doing. I would love to compare notes with them when I get there. Well, guys, that was great. You're at a furnace, but... But I've got to do a lot to get anywhere near you being chucked in a furnace or chucked in the lion's den or doing what Jesus did for me. Did nothing wrong. Sacrificed his life for all of us so we can be here today. That's the best story. If you can't find another one, just go to that one. That's the best one. And as Georgia mentioned, tis the season. I hate shops that put Xmas. I can't stand it. Christ in Christmas. There's no X. The only X that's close enough is Malcolm X. And I'm tipping he didn't like Christmas based on the series I watched of him. And I was thinking about it. And this is where God challenges you, right? Because we get a little bit all high mighty. I'm not buying anything from a shop that advertises Xmas. Well, you're not going to be buying much because most of them are doing it. But how about we turn it around? How about when we go in there we actually support that business and say, hey, look, by the way, is there a reason why you use Xmas instead of Christmas? There's a window of opportunity to talk to someone. How much does it cost to put Christ on your window? Here's 50 bucks. Come on. Just start thinking outside the box a little bit. And not in bringing people down. Not in saying things that you might have heard to use scripture against people to build a case. Not about that. It's about knowing what's in here and listening to God talk to you here so you can influence others around you. Because if you're in it for any other reason, well, I'll pray for you. Because that's what it's about. It's about putting more rows of chairs in this building. It's about pushing out that wall to put more chairs in. It's about finding a new building. Because everyone wants to come here. It's about running multiple services because you can't fit in the first one. This country needs Jesus more than ever. We've got the truth. If we're keeping it to ourselves, I'm tipping God's frowning upon that just a little bit. He's not asking to get on a soapbox in a mall and blurt out. If God's called you that, good luck to you. He hadn't called me for it yet. But I can pray. I like to pray. Some people pray loud, some people pray soft, some people pray underneath their breath, some people pray in tongues. Doesn't matter, at least you're doing it. You don't get points for being the loudest. You don't get points for doing it in tongues when anyone's speaking in English. Doesn't matter. God doesn't care. Just wants to hear it. Oh, but Warwick, these these other churches, you know, they don't pray like we pray. Who cares? At least people are going to church. Let's just dumb it down a little bit. Keep it simple, stupid. That's how I live my life. I don't have the headspace for rules except the ones that I know that I need to follow. And the one that I'm going to follow to the best of my ability is loving Jesus with all my heart. I'll still fail, but I'm going to give it a crack. And I'm going to do my very best to love those who I come in contact with or be an example that they walk up to me and go, Warwick, why are you so happy? Why in this environment where none of us could sell a hot coffee to a Boneskimo, are you happy? Because I've given it over to God. And I'm believing and I'm praying that things will turn around. 
Not just for me, but for you too. Still with me? They're all good? Feeling a bit challenged? Bit itchy in your seats? Good. I'm itchy up here too, don't worry. I'm speaking to myself. Because I know without hesitation, something's going to appear this week and I've got to be ready for it. I don't know what it is. But all I do know is that was when I was at that variety breakfast, the variety kids party, handing out bottles of water, I prayed over every one of them. I hope they go to church. I hope the church accepts them. I hope the church loves them. I hope the church changes their life. And I hope they go and change more lives than I changed. So I can stand up there with Daniel, with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and all those other awesome blokes, Elijah especially, Elisha. And they go, mate, you would not believe that person you prayed for, what they went on and did. Someone saved Billy Graham. Look what he did. If you read the story about Billy Graham, I've watched a few documentaries and I couldn't believe it, that he almost, almost based on where he turned up in a marquee and a rally and he went down the front and there would have been someone there going, no kids down the front. Imagine what the world would have been like if Billy Graham didn't love Jesus. Here's another one for you though. This is the flip side. Muhammad Ali. Anyone know about him apart from boxing? I didn't know anything about him until about boxing until I went to his museum in Kentucky. And I was looking at the wall, because he used to be an artist. And he, was, he always draw pictures. And the one picture that he did draw, which I will never, ever forget, was that the white Christian, the white God, I cannot follow because of what they've done. And I'm going to change to Islam. I haven't been shook to my core like that forever that the power of someone's actions, that the power of someone's words, that the power of how we interact with others can have a market effect on what other people make a decision on. That man is revered, that man is a hero, that man blessed more people than was ever known until he passed away under the banner of Islam. Can you imagine what he would have done if the same God I believed in that someone showed him the same love, whether well, he wasn't living in a time that he was living in, that's still as real today as it was back then. Because of stuff that people grab out of that and use against us. God loves everyone. Sorry, if you think it's different, try again. Come on. Pray. Pray. Pray for your family. Pray for your neighbours. Pray for your community. Pray for your schools. Pray for your country. Pray for your Prime Minister. Doesn't matter who you voted for, pray for him anyway. At least he knows the story of Daniel. At least he knows the story of Shadrach, Meshach and Abigo. Does he have all the answers? Absolutely not. Just ask my wife what he did with the arts program this week. He does not have all the answers in her eyes. But that doesn't matter because what we need him to do is lead this country out of whatever it is that we're in at the moment. And I don't even know what it is that we're in at the moment. But what I do know is 
that we need God to turn up. Because I was told very young that this is the great Southland of the Holy Spirit and I want to make sure I see it. I don't know when, because it's still Pantene. It's not going to happen overnight, but it's going to happen. But I don't want it to take 30, 40, 50, 100, 20, 100, how many years? I'd love to see it in my lifetime. I'd love to see the stuff I've already seen again. I'm going to finish with this one story about where prayer and faith combined can be such a powerful and rewarding experience when you give yourself wholly as best you can to God. Because there's a story that I was talking about with my parents this week. And I'd forgotten a little bit about it. And I want you to grab a hold of it too because of the environment that it happened in. It was a church environment. We had nothing. My mum and dad were pastors of a small church in Shepparton. When we first started, we used to hand around a plate and dad would put money in it and I'd say, Dad, you're just paying yourself. Where's that going to go? He goes, it's going to the church. And this one particular Christmas, I remember my mum was getting a little bit upset because she did not know how she was going to buy Christmas presents for four kids. So she ticked God off. I don't recommend that, especially if it's stormy outside. (laughs) But God loves us warts and all. And sometimes we just need to understand. And sometimes we might just need to get a little bit of frustration out. He's okay with it. Just apologise. Don't leave it hanging. And the prayer basically went along with, how dare you, God? Very bold by my mother. (laughs) She's still here, thank you. (laughs) We serve in your church. We serve your people. We're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this. We are doing all we can based on what you've told us to do. And I cannot see the light at the end of the tunnel on where I'm going to get Christmas presents for my kids. Pretty bold. I'm tipping those 4,500 people I saw this week are probably having the same conversation. I got blessed with presents on that day though. Same way we bless people with the, the boxes and those things. But there's still time to bless others as well. Because then what happened on that Sunday? When we took around the, the baskets or the, the old school things, you know, they had the two handles and the drip, so you could put your hand in, but it was there to stop thievery because you could never get it out. So you could try to find the ones that were trying to reef the, the money out and go, all three, Johnny's trying to rip off a couple of bucks. And we're sitting around as we did most time. We're always first to church, always last. Pastor's kids can attest to this. Still do it some days here. <laughs> Funny. Um, and the guys that were supposed to collect the offering and count it, I don't know, there must have been a special on, they'd left. And I found it. And I walked up to Dad and I said, Dad, no one's done the offering. No one's counted the offering. So I said, we need to do it. And in one of the bags was an envelope. And it was addressed to us as a family. And in that envelope was $1,000. $1,000. I would say that here. The first thing we do was go to McDonald's. <laughs> we went to Macca's. 
and I smash those quarter pounders. The argument is I haven't stopped smashing quarter pounders. <laughs> I've moved to Big Macs. No, uh, <laughs> I'm on the man shake. Pantene, it won't happen overnight, but it will happen. $1,000. But I need new stories. We all need new stories. That was great then. And it reminds me here the same way that the Daniel story and the Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego story remind me. But come on, if I'm praying and I'm believing and God says, I want you to give $50 to that person. Who knows how it's going to change their life? I want to have the faith that Georgia's just put out across the congregation. We're going to raise 100 grand. Not by ourselves. We're going to the bank of God. It doesn't have a branch on earth. It doesn't need to. It just deposits wherever it wants. Come on. Let faith rise. Let this Christmas be when we're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. When we, he is the reason for the season. And we give thanks for everything he's done for us. And we give thanks for what he's going to do for us. And we don't take for granted what it may or may not feel like. We can say, God, I am thankful for everything I have. God, I am praying for the next release. God, I am praying for the ability to hear your voice. God, I am praying for that better job. I'm praying for that new car. I'm praying for that salvation of those people. I'm praying that that casserole that I give to that family in need doesn't last one meal, it lasts two meals. Let's think outside the square. Amen?